0: Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. I'm talking today about mantles, about coats, about that which Jesus has put upon us. Um, That's again a sermon that my spiritual dad, Apostle Nikki preached, that touched my heart, that I believe that I must make sure that our church are on the the same agenda and knows what God is doing in this thing. The first thing that we see over this time of the pandemic, and you can go check this out, is that so many pastors have passed away. Other spiritual dads have been, like ours, have been stuck in America, and in the pandemic, the church has been in a way fatherless because God has wanted to reestablish Jesus as the head of the home. Establish the process that I don't, can't get to church. So how is my relationship with Jesus when I'm not in church? How is my relationship with Jesus when the only form of worship I can do is on Facebook or on watching somebody singing on YouTube? So we've had to be forced to not be carried by the anointing in the church, and we've had to actually create our own anointing, and that has been a good thing during the pandemic that we have been able to focus on Jesus as head of the church. The time that I experienced this the most in my life was when I left school, I'd given my life to the Lord in uh, standard nine, grade 11, and grade 12. I was in close of a a pastor in George, nearly at his house every single day, being impacted. Every time the church doors opened, I was there. Um, If there was youth meeting, I was there. If there was prayer meeting, I was there. If there was home sale, I'd be there. So about seven days a week, I was in church. And then I get shipped off to the army, where none of this exists. Where the only time you can have a quiet time is if you take your Bible to the toilet. Because anywhere else that you try and have a quiet time, People are laughing at you. They're booing you. They try and tear your pages out of your Bible. So you have to learn to allow Jesus to be truly head of your church. You must, the anointing is important for us in church, but you can never ever let that become the only anointing that you understand. The church of today is spoiled because there's so much. You can just switch on the TV and you can be in a service. 24-7, 24-7, there's somewhere there's a service live yeah. on Facebook or on YouTube. Yeah. So people forget about that. It's Jesus that must carry the anointing. It's His mantle that we pursue. So in the midst of this pandemic, we have been forced back to Jesus. We have been forced back to understand Him. So I want to talk about the coats in the Bible, the, the mantles that God has put on. And the first one that we all know of is Joseph's multicolored coat. Does anybody know about that? That uh, Joseph's father, Jacob, had two wives. He wanted to marry the one wife, but her father said, No, no, you must first marry the older one. You must work seven years, then you can marry one of them. But he thought he's marrying um, Rachel, but he had to marry Leah first. Then he had to work another seven years. To marry Rachel. So 14 years. So you young people, if I ask you to wait three months, you get jittery. (laughs) If I ask you to wait six months, you're saying, hey, you're being difficult now. But if God says you must wait 14 years, are you ready for that? (laughs) I'm not mentioning any names. But sometimes if you value something, you will wait for it. So out of this marriage of the one that he loves... Joseph is born. He had other sons, but Joseph was his favorite son, was the one he loved, and he gives him this multicolored robe, this coat of many colors. And God has given each one of us a coat of many colors. What are the many colors? It is the different anointings that you can operate in. It is the different anointings That God has given you to bring to the world. And that coat represents, and we're going to look into it now, but that coat represents who you are. And it's not just one faceted, it is always multicolored because who Jesus is, is always multicolored. We're going into autumn, the year, the months of color, where the trees change colors, bright yellows and browns and Greens, everything changes color at this time because our God is a God of multi and He gives us multicolors to operate in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Alright, so for favor to operate within you, you have to take the prophetic words that have come into your life and they might be different and they are all a different color of the same coat. They are all a different Aspect that you need to pursue of what God wants for you. Don't stop doing that. So receive the favor. What happens to Joseph's multicolored robe? It immediately brings his brothers as upset. They're jealous. Understand that the favor of God, one of the first things that comes up with favor of God is that somebody's not going to like who you are. Somebody's going to say, who do you think you are? To talk about billions, who do you think you are to talk about that you can heal people? Who do you think you are to say I am an evangelist? The moment you speak about what God has said to you, somebody's going to be upset. So what happens to Joseph's coat? His brothers rip it off him, and they dip it in blood, and they take it back to the father as a sign that he's dead. Is that right? They say to him, the Father, this very coat that you gave him is here as a sign that he's not around anymore. This coat filled with blood, and I believe many of the church is like that coat anymore. We had the anointing, but we've drifted away, and the people are saying, hey, but you see, he's got nothing to give. You see, he said he's anointed, but nothing's happening, and we are walking around with the anointing, But it's not evident. Nobody can see it. We have got this blood-soaked coat. You see, but in the time before, what did Joseph do? He wore it with pride, and he told them these prophetic words, and it irritated people that he believed that God was going to bless him. It irritated his brothers tremendously when he walked around and said, yes, God is going to raise me up. God is going to do something specifically. He wore his coat with pride. But what happens to us? We start withdrawing. Maybe if Joseph said to his brothers, no, I'll take my coat off and I won't wear it. I'll be the same as you. I won't talk about what God has promised me. They wouldn't have hated him. And the church has gone into that mode of not recognizing the anointing that God has put on them because somebody has said, no ways, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You can't say that. Who do you think you are? And we take off the very coat our Father has given us. We take off that which God wants to operate through us. Can anybody relate? So we have to take on what God has given us. And it it grows and develops and gets better in time. But be who you are if your job is just to love people. Love them at the risk of rejection. If your anointing is to serve, serve even though people might say, who do you think you are? If your anointing is to lead people to Christ, actually there was such a wonderful anointing upon you as you shared that. I just saw God opening the doors of heaven as you started operating in your anointing. And if I can be honest, somewhere through it you got a bit nervous and you stepped out of your coat that you're supposed to wear with pride and I want to encourage us wear who God made you to be with pride don't reject the coat that Jesus gave you don't step away from who God made you because somebody isn't happy with it this whole story is in Genesis 37 you can read it yourself but Out of the love that Jacob had for Joseph, he gave him a coat. Out of the love that God has for you, he's giving you an anointing. And you need to wear that. Okay? What happens to Joseph? He gets thrown into the pit without his coat. He goes through a period in Potiphar's house. And when the wife chases him, what does he do? She rips off the coat that Potiphar gave him. And she uses it as evidence against him. Again, the coat. Then he ends up in jail, and he spends many years in jail. And the breakthrough comes, and Pharaoh calls him up. Read with me. Put the scripture up, please. Genesis 41 and verse 42. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring. A ring talks about um, covenant. We'll minister on that at some time. And from his finger, and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. His brothers ripped his coat off, but his enemy, Pharaoh, put it back on. Can you understand that? Oh, let me just get a tissue here. Oh, my Lord. You see, anybody can come against your anointing, can come against what God wants to do in your life. And you might spend some time without it, but God's going to put it back on. God is going to allow you to walk without that. You see, the coat was given by his father. and got ripped off. Then Potiphar gave him a coat as head of the home, but Potiphar's wife ripped it off. Then he went again, and he spent in jail with jail clothes on. But there came a day. There came a day when Pharaoh said, come out of there. Leave your jail clothes behind. I'm putting upon you a new robe. I'm putting upon you a new robe. I'm putting upon you the robe, the finest robe, to say, lead Egypt through the famine. Lead Egypt through the hard times that are coming. The anointing that God has placed upon you, nobody can rip off. Nobody can rip it off. God will always find a way to put it back. He'll find somebody that will come, hey, I believe in you. I'm trusting you with this. I'm stepping into the place that your father was, and I'm putting you back into that place. Hey, isn't this good stuff? The anointing is something that you can feel. It's something you can wear. It is something that you need to step into. It is a mantle of what God has given us. But there is always a cost. There is always a cost. You are not going to be always loved because of your anointing. If you want the anointing for the sake of fame and love, (laughs) I can tell you now, it doesn't work like that. The more anointing you have, the more hated you'll be. Somebody stopped outside of our church last Sunday just after church and said, this is a cult. What are you doing here? Why are you coming here? We are irritated with you being here. We hope you move away. I'm not running away. It makes me more determined to do what God has done in this place. If somebody wants to rip our coat off and tries to call us names, we will wear our coat with even more pride. We will wear the anointing. I'm embarrassed that I have allowed the coat to slip. I'm embarrassed that I've not stepped into everything that God's got for me. Because that which people said has got to me. Who has allowed what people have said to get to you? It's time to again put your coat on. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19 says, This day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Now choose life, so that you and your children may live. There is a choice if you want it or not. God will never force it on you. He's not that kind of God. He's saying, I've got this multicolored coat for you. Wear it, even if it costs you. Wear it, even if it costs you. Wear it, even if it can keep you out of the pit. If you could take it off, maybe Joseph wouldn't have been hated by his brothers. If he left it in the cupboard... Maybe his brothers would never have sold him as a slave. Yeah. He might have saved years of heartache if he never wore it. But he wouldn't have been there to save the very brothers that threw him in the pit the day that they were in trouble. Yeah. The day then they were in trouble, they came to him not even knowing that it's him. But they were eating from the anointing of the coat without even realizing From the anointing of that thing that God put on Joseph. Long before it happened. Years and years. as a little boy. God put the coat on him. His father put the coat on him. But he just survived. And he went without it and ended up in jail with jail clothes on. But the anointing was still there. And it just took time for somebody to recognize it. And the moment he came out and he told Pharaoh what his dream was. But he said, put the robe on. Step back into the place that I've positioned you. Step back into the place that God has put you. You see, we have a choice. We have to manifest what God is about us. We have to stir. We've got to allow God to touch people through us. The anointing is not there for our fame and fortune. The anointing is there to change people's lives. Wear what God has said to you with confidence. Wear what God has done in your life with confidence. You see, humbleness says, take it off and put it away. False humility. Respect for God says, I'll wear it. Even if it doesn't fit right, even if it doesn't feel perfectly, I will wear it because God is doing it. What happened to Lazarus? He came out of the grave, as Freddie so eloquently shared with us a while ago. But he had to take the grave clothes off. He couldn't step into what God's got for him, wearing the grave clothes. And the same with us. We have to take off the clothes that the world tries to put on us. Circumstances and issues that happened and things that happened all puts clothes on us. God says, take it off, take it off, because I'm doing something. What happens with the prodigal son? Luke 15 and verse 22. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Exactly the same as what Pharaoh did to Joseph. You see, he couldn't wear the clothes of a pig feeder anymore. He had spent months taking off the coat that his father gave him. Little bit by little bit, he tore pieces off it as he lived a life of extravagance and a life of partying and a life of being away from God. He took off his coat. Up to the point where instead of wearing a robe of beauty, he was wearing a pig feeder's clothes. Stinky, muddy, sweaty He comes home to his daddy. He says, Dad, I'm not even worth being a son. Can I please be a servant? And what does the dad say? says, put it back up that scripture. Quick. Don't waste any time. Put the right robe on my son. Don't waste time. Don't mess around. Now is the time of favor. Put the coat on. Take off your dirty pig-feeding clothes and put on the coat that your father has for you. Don't be shy. Try and hide it under your pig-feeder clothes. Okay, I don't want anybody to see that God loves me. Maybe somebody's going to think I'm part of those Jesus freaks. Maybe somebody's going to think that I think too much of myself. Maybe somebody's going to think that I'm part of those crazy happy-clappy people. And we wear our pig feeder clothes over the beautiful robe that God's given us. What happened to the prodigal son? Immediately his brother was jealous of him. Same as what happened to Joseph. When there's a story being repeated in the Bible again and again, take note. Because there's something that God's trying to tell you. Joseph got thrown away by his brothers. So that he ended up in a pit and as a slave and eventually in jail, and whenever he put a robe on, it got ripped off until the appointed time of God. So some of us rip the robe off ourselves, and sometimes circumstances rip it off. But ultimately, there's a daddy standing ready. When are you coming home? When are you coming out of your pig feeder status to be the son in the house of God? What happens with a lady with the issue of blood? She did what? She came and touched the hem of his garment, the hem of his coat. She knew, I just needed to have what he's wearing. I just needed to touch the anointing that Jesus is wearing, then I will be made well. The coat that you wear. I'm not talking about the jacket. I'm talking about the anointing. I'm talking about... Understanding your position in Christ. Understanding that you have been called with the answer to the broken world. People should be saying, hey, can I just touch the hem of the anointing that you carry? I just want to receive from you. She pushed through the crowd. She didn't worry about anybody else's feelings. She didn't worry. They said, hey, stay in your row. She pushed in so that she could touch his coat. And immediately she was made well. We need to push in to get the coat of Jesus. What is the coat of Jesus? Luke 4 and verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners. And to the cover of sight to the blind. And to set the oppressed free. There's a couple of quotes in there. Just go back to verse 18. Start for me. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord called me For good news to the poor. What is specifically good news to the poor? It's that you don't have to stay poor. That is the message that Jesus proclaimed. So if you have any issue with the message of freedom, of financial trouble to the poor, go talk to Jesus. So Jesus, how can you say that is the anointing that's upon you? The next one. Next portion. He has sent me to claim freedom to the prisoners. Oh, my Lord, there's so many people in today's life that are caught up in a prison, a self-created prison of addictions and of situations that the people are more bound than ever. We have more freedoms in society than ever. But people are more bound than ever. And we as the church are wearing the coat to set them free. We can bring deliverance to those that are st- stuck. Leave it up for me please. Oh, And we have come to set the oppressed free. That is the coat that Jesus is wearing. I've come to set those that are feeling so oppressed by life. I've come to set them free. And that is the coat that we should be putting on. That is the multicolored coat. That is what Jesus wears with pride. And that is what the woman tried to touch. She said, I want to touch and be set free. I want to have freedom of blindness. I want to have healing, deliverance, whatever is needed of that situation. Break the power of poverty. That is the coat that we should be wearing. Yeah, but maybe it's not for me. It's for those who've got a degree or for those who has done this or for those that has got, come out of the right house. Your coat doesn't come from your natural father. Your coat doesn't even come from your spiritual father. Your coat comes from your daddy Jesus, Amen. your daddy God in heaven. Your daddy God in heaven has said, I'm putting a coat upon you. Can you feel the anointing of God that he's saying, I'm putting a coat upon you? Amen. I'm putting a coat upon you. We have to do the works of Jesus. We need the coat of Jesus. We cannot try and do what Jesus did if we're not operating in the anointing of the head. I want to tell you there's nobody sitting here that is excluded from wearing the coat of Jesus. If you doubt, go look at uh, Matthew 28. That Jesus says, As I was sent, so I send you. All authority was given to me. I'm giving it to you. That means the coat that was given to me, I'm giving to you. The coat that was given to Jesus in Luke 4 gets given to the church in Matthew 28. Why is it so quiet here? Let's talk another story about <sighs> cloaks. Oro noku. 2 Kings 2 and verse 13. Oh, okay, before we put that up, let's just go back a little bit. Elisha has a chat to Elijah. Elijah is wearing a coat, and he strikes the water with a coat, and the water separates. And he says, you stay that side, I'm going this way. And he says, no, I'm going with you. The Prophets come three times, they tell him, Don't follow Elijah. Today, he's going to die. You know what Elisha says to the prophets three times? Be quiet. I am doing what God has called me to do. Even though you are warning me that there's a price to doing it, I'm going to do it. It's time that you tell people that are saying that you are not anointed, be quiet. It's time that you tell those that oppose the anointing in your life, be quiet. Go look in 2 Kings 2. Read the whole story. I'm not going to read the whole story now. But he had to again and again say to the people of God, be quiet. Then eventually, Elisha drops this coat. And he, uh, Elisha picks up that coat. You see, it says there that he dropped his own coat and he tore it in two pieces. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. And he picks up the coat of his father. <laughs> My hand stuck. The watch is stuck. <laughs> ah, praise God. You see, it's time that we take off the old. leave it, yeah? Elisha took the old and he tore it in two after his dad left. He threw it down and he puts on the coat of his dad, the multicolored coat. And he goes back to the bank of the Jordan. And he took the coat that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and the left, and he crossed over. That process of taking off what you've always been that's your comfort place, your place of being who you are, and putting on what God said you are is a process. That only you can come to. That pursuing of the anointing of Jesus to the place where it changes who you are. It changes what you do. The very same prophets that told him, Don't go with Elijah because today he's going to go, comes to him and says, Let's go look for Elijah. You stupid people, you prophesied that he's going to be away. Now he's away, now you say, let's go look for him. Elisha says, no, don't go look for him. I am now going to operate in what God has done. I am now going to be the voice. They say, no, no, no look. let 50 of, us go look, 50 of us go look for three days for the anointing. But they're looking for it in the wrong place. God has moved it, but they're still looking for the old. They're still looking for that which they know. God told them before the time that today is the day that I'm changing things. But they cannot accept it. They go looking for it. They come back and say, sorry, we can't find him. Elisha walks with them with his new coat on. They go chop some wood. And somebody's axe falls in the water. And he just takes a stick and throws it in the water. And suddenly the metal axe floats. He's operating in the supernatural that comes with the anointing of God. He's not looking for it anymore by the old. He's not trying to do it. He moves from servant or the prophet to being the prophet. In one moment, there's a transfer. And God is saying, are you ready to do that kind of transfer? Don't worry, I'm not going away. But God is saying, I am doing a new thing. I'm putting new cloaks on other people. I'm not going to do it the way it was done before. Some of you have heard the prophets say to you, leave that there. Don't go there. Don't pursue that mantle. The cost is going to be too great. But God is saying, stick it through and you will see a new coat being put on you. Oh, shiandara nakashetetika. You see, we go back to Deuteronomy that says, Make a choice. Make a choice. Go and search for it. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Choose the coat. Choose the anointing because you are carrying other people's freedom with you. You are called to make a change wherever you go. Oh, You know what's happening as I'm preaching. I just see the anointing all over the place. God is just saying, hey, that one, I'm putting a new coat on this one. I'm putting a new coat in that place. I'm changing that one's life. I'm changing this one's life. I'm bringing that one to a place of repentance. Because God is here moving and doing something supernaturally. Some of you have realized that your brothers have ripped your coat off. Others of you have realized that I've never put the coat on. Others are saying, hey, maybe mine's got dirty. Maybe somebody's using my dirty coat as evidence that I don't have an anointing. Even a bloodstained coat, because it's been so difficult and so hard. And it's not been working. And you're saying, where is God in this place? But how did Elisha say it? Oh, Lord Jesus. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him. And went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. He took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? When he struck the water... He divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. It's time for crossing over. It's time for not staying this side anymore. Previously, he would have called the prophet to come and strike the water. Previously, okay, you please come pray for me. Previously, he would have depended upon the anointing of somebody else. But that moment got at him. Okay, now it's me and you. Now it's me and you. Oh, let's look at Luke 4 in verse 19 to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor part of our job part of our anointing part of our coat is to tell you that now is your moment right now is your favor right now is the moment that God is going to change everything for you you see, as a young Christian, I tried to figure out how can every year be the year of the favor of the Lord? Which is the specific year that I must say this message? But it's not a moment in time. It is a moment in where you are. Every moment is your moment of favor. Every moment is your moment of crossing over. God is standing ready like the dad who stood waiting for the prodigal son. He basically had the coat ready. said, when he comes home, I'm going to say, quick, bring it. Make sure it's clean. So when he comes home, we're going to put it on him. When he comes back, we're going to immediately put it there. Holy Spirit, I pray that we all have a fresh revelation Of what we carry in Jesus. A fresh revelation that Jesus did die for us so that we can operate in His anointing and break the yoke over every single one. Sickness cannot stand in front of the coat of Jesus. We know this because the lady just touched the coat and she was healed. Blindness cannot stand in front of the coat of Jesus. Oppression cannot stand in front of the coat of Jesus. Poverty cannot stand in front of the coat of Jesus. This is your moment of crossing over. This is your moment of saying, I choose to operate in all that this anointing has. I won't hide, I won't run, I won't sit in the pigsty when God has prepared the robe for me. I think I want to give you a chance to respond. If you're saying, you know what, either I've taken pieces of my coat off or my coat has got dirty... Or I've never worn it. But I'm ready to pursue what God has for me. I'm ready to push in for every little bit. For the sake of others. For the sake of those that have been so hard and they don't know how to come to freedom. See, Joseph had to wear the coat that Pharaoh put on him. To feed the very brothers that hated on him and they threw him in a pit if he never put the coat on they wouldn't have had the option of going to Egypt for food they would have gone hungry we have to put the coat on for the very ones that reject us for the very ones that says I don't recognize the anointing upon you, who do you think you are we have to love them to a place that will put the coat on with respect And with humility, saying, God, I'm here to be used by you to see people's lives change. So if you recognize this morning as your morning of crossing over, please do it with respect, not just for the sake of doing it. But if you're saying today is your day of pursuing this more than ever, to look for what God has for you, then please come forward. I want to pray over you. It's not the prayer that's going to do it. It is the getting up and saying, God, I declare that I am pursuing the anointing that you have for me with all of it, all I have. It is not the fact that you're coming to me. It's the fact that you're getting up is a sign to God that he's going to can use you and that you are available to operate in the anointing that God has upon you. If you've come up for prayer, be in the front line. If you are there to assist with people, then be in the back larger. Let me just understand who's who. Keep social distancing so as far as we can. And let's make it. If there's not enough space in the row, we'll have a second row in a second. Just open your hands up like this. I'd love to lay my hands upon each of you, but I'm not gonna do that today out of respect for the government's laws. But God sees your heart. God sees your heart. That many will be touched by you saying, God, I want all that you have for me. I want everything that you can do through me. Lord, I don't want to hold back anymore. Rejection, disappointment, being not seen for who I am will not change what you said about me, Jesus. I take off any pig feeding clothes. I don't listen to the voices that says no. I don't respond to the things where people are trying to get me out of the way. Because I understand that the very ones that hate upon me, I will have a time when I will feed them from the anointing of this in the coat. This thing that God puts on me will be there For those that have set aside, that doesn't recognize what God has said. My very brothers that have hurt me, the very ones are going to feed from the anointing. I realize it, Lord God. And I will not take off the robe. Doesn't matter what the cost is, Jesus. Oh, shiandaranaka shatatakatoru. Shiandaranaka. This morning in my room, when I read how Elisha told the prophets, be quiet. I know where God has told me to go, and I'm not listening to any other voice. I am doing what God has told me to do, and I'm not going to let anybody talk me out of it. God said to me, today many people are going to have to say, be quiet to voices that have not been appointed by God voices that are trying to speak into a situation that they don't have the right to speak into. Father, I pray for everybody up front here but also for those sitting that the anointing would grow and grow and grow and we will step into all that you have for us. In the name of Jesus. Today is our day of crossing over. Today is the day that we say, we don't look for the anointing in somebody else anymore. We carry it ourselves. We take our coat of many colors and we wear it with pride. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are changing the dynamics of Frontline forever today because you are changing us individually. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give God the glory. Oh, Church, this word spoke to me over many days it's not a one-time encounter it is something that you have to ponder over and process and look at every time that the coat is mentioned in the bible and understand it's talking about the very anointing that jesus said is upon me the spirit of god is upon me it's not only inside of me but it is upon me to bring freedom to bring deliverance To make the blind see. To preach good news to the poor. We're going to see it, church. As we pursue it with all we have, we're going to see it again and again and again. God bless you. I hope to see you all here tonight. We are going to have a party. We are truly going to have a great time. Love you. Be blessed. Amen.